Listen well, my anger. As a child, she never spoke a word, though the doctors could find nothing wrong. As she walked along the shore of Deadwater Lake, something spoke to her from the depths, and a voice within her answered. Marbury, the wind is back. I believe it is. And the storm, it seems to have moved south. If only we had been able to persuade the captain to wait a little longer. Aye, we tried, crewman. Let's make for the nearest port. I'm going to find the biggest pot of beef stew and the strongest drink on whatever island is closest. <laughs> Danielle, look. It's as if Peterson sailed out to send back the winds himself. It was not the captain who brought the Wainstones. It was the apparition. The demon that comes out of the blue fog? Do you believe this to be true? I believe that I communicated with this being. Just as they put pictures into my mind, I thought only of full sails, and it seemed the message was received. I cannot deny that I saw this creature, but we had better keep our thoughts on this to ourselves. With the captain gone and Greaves in the brig, it's up to this crew now to sail this ship. And they are looking to us for guidance. Yes. And we must not give them reason to doubt. Crewman, the Barrington is ours. Where shall we go? To the east! Anywhere but here! <laughs> Mulberry, what do the map say? Where lies the nearest port? Some miles to the east, Thomas. If this glorious wind holds up, It'll be less than a week's journey. <laughs> Across these waves of wind, sea, and time, the crew of this vessel, now no longer sitting on a placid surface, but moving swiftly toward their destination, I knew that this meant another source of nourishment for the Gethrona, would soon be too far away to sustain us. However, we had only just become aware of a rift that had opened in the rocks, like those on our homeworld before the migration. We all felt the shudder of someone entering this rift and emerging from the rocks. Soon after, several of us made the reverse journey to the rocks on the other side in hopes of a better means of survival. It remains only for me to decide when to follow.
My God, you're all wet. Come in. You've got to dry off and, and get warm. You'll, you'll be sick. Here, sit down. I'll go get some dry things. Thank, thank you. What is your name, child? It's Amanda. Many years later, I am here by this lake with you, my anchor. You must rest now. Regain your strength. There is more to see before you fully understand the danger that now faces you. A mild, late winter day on a lake in northern New Hampshire. The wind brushes the surface with an occasional gust, and a lone deer rustles the dried leaves on the forest floor. There are only three or four homes on the entire lake perimeter, and several of these are seasonal only. But much more goes on here than is immediately obvious. Strange sounds can sometimes be heard coming from far out on the water. In earlier episodes of this show, we've heard about glowing rocks that lie in the deepest part of Dead Water Lake. And in the coming weeks, we'll hear the story of a young girl who many thought lived only in legend, and of whom records from the Eben County Register tell a strangely incomplete story. Join us now as we begin the story of Willow by the Lake. Welcome back to Eben Paranormal. Amanda Walston and Walter Stedding are currently on assignment. My name is Amelia Cuthright. Very little is known about Willa Paterson. The registry mentions that she was adopted in the late 1800s by a man named Eberhard Paterson, who resided in the only house on what is now called Willow Island. The island was named for her, as Willow drowned in the lake in her teens. That is the extent of the information anyone has been able to find in official records. Perhaps the most informative source on Willow's life is this local folk song, recorded last fall for an earlier episode on the show. The sun was setting and the loons called out, and Willow stayed skipping stones. Among the bird calls she could hear whispers and sighs and moans. Whispers and sighs and moans. And when there is no record of who her birth parents were, the name Paterson, however, will be familiar to listeners. This segment, which ran a few months ago, documents a visit to Willow Island by Amanda and her guest Connor Darcy, during which they came upon a monument on a hill. Listen. The stone is really worn down. I can I can barely read it. In memory of Captain Eberhard Paterson, husband and father, he lit the towns and his spirit lights the righteous path to our Lord. Fascinating. He lit the towns has to be a reference to whale oil, which was used in lamps. So he must have been a whaler. 1871 looks like an intrepid old salt. 
But why put a memorial here, a hundred miles from the sea? Look at the stone. Those red striations. Amanda and Connor experienced dizziness and loss of time that day. They contended that it was the result of the sound coming from the stone monument. This sound seems to have made it all but impossible to reach Willow Island in recent months. Boaters turn back when they hear the sound emanating from similar stones in the lake as they approach. Some have lost consciousness. Well, <laughs> what do you think? Um, so far? I, uh, it's good, Amelia. It's, it's real good, but... You know the station can't run this, right? I know you said that BWA doesn't want to. What? It's BWE, Amelia. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the parent company or whatever. But what about Amanda's audience? She's been away for more than a week, and now Walter is gone. Walter promised me he'd be back in a day or two, but, but that's not the point. The station can't air this. We, we just... But you said it was good, and that you can just give me a chance. I know there's an audience for this. I've got work I've got to do, Amelia. I've still got to find a fill-in DJ for their time slot. I love the initiative. Really, I do. It's just not the right time. With Jerry still missing and Amanda out there somewhere, I just can't. Hello? Oh, darn. (sighs) Betty and Vicky, uh, you two are still on my side, right? Where will you always, Amelia? They'll see. You were right the whole time. 124 years ago, out on the lake, it all began. The ice. The ice. It's. Yes, Captain Peterson. The ice is gone now. There, that island. We'll make our way there. Swim now, Captain, to that island. We'll see what awaits us. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 1 of Under Dead Water. Please don't stop sending your thoughts about the series to info at mandiblejudy.com. We love to hear from you. Your support on Patreon and Supercast enables us to pay our fantastic cast and gets you perks like bonus episode content, downloads, thumb drives, and probably some cool stuff we haven't thought of yet. So head over to patreon.com slash mandiblejudy or mandiblejudy.supercast.com and help us keep our story going. Our cast this week was Amanda Goodman, Aaron Lillis, Bonnie Bogovich, Mike Hall, Graham Rowett, David Steele, Emmanuel Alpenord, Brandon Duke, Clayton Romero, and Chris Burke. Our associate producer is Brandon Duke. Sound design is by Chris Burke. Music is by Glomag. Vocals and choral arrangement on opening theme by Bonnie Bogovich. And you can pick up the soundtrack at mandiblejudy.bandcamp.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and X to keep up with what's happening. And you can check out the show notes for more details. 